Hey everybody, bienvenidos, bienvenu, willkommen, benvenuti. Welcome to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast. This is episode 45, and man, do we have another great show lined up for you today. The Champions League knockout stage draw happened. We have all the games, all the opponents picked. A lot of good games lined up for the future. It's going to be awesome to see. We're also going to be talking about the Clasico, which was this week. And we're also going to be talking about the Supercoppa Italiana, which is happening this weekend. So we have a full slate of stuff to talk about. But before we dive into it, I'm going to throw it on to Mio and Mao. I'm going to get it right one of these days, Rui. I swear to God. Mio and Mao. I know. I've been around you guys for so long. It just that, that part has not clicked. But my good friend in all things football, mostly, Rui Pereira. How you doing? Fantastic, Joe. You know. <laughs> my Portuguese sucks. I know. Just say it. No, it's good. You speak Portuguese pretty well, Joe. I, I you try. Do a, you do a good job. I'm trying to throw it in there a little bit more, you know. You know I like your mannerisms. There's, there's some, you know, there's there's some words that are very difficult to pronounce. You, there's a lot of nasal nasal sounds that go in oh oh like, you know, mil irmão, mil irmão. So you I really have, hear it. it's like I'm a trying. force. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how the French speak as well. There's a lot of nasal into it. I can imagine half of our listeners who are mostly Portuguese, I bet you they're like cringing right now. Are they mostly it, Portuguese, Joe? I, just, I mean, that's that's my, my thought. But uh, they just, I bet you they're cringing, <laughs> you know, when, when they hear me speak Portuguese. You know what, Joe? You are trying, and that's all that matters, and I know they'll appreciate that. You're doing a good job. Thank you. You speak better than most people. I mean, that puts me in a, in a different category. I, I like that. <laughs> anyway, should we start with the Champions League first? Yeah. Because we got, we got a bunch of games to talk about there. Um, we're just going to we're gonna kind of breeze through this. No particular order. But for all of you who want to know, the games actually start February 18th. So we have a little bit of time. All the stuff that we're talking about now could potentially change. You transfer know, as window. Transfer window is going to happen. We'll, we will be doing an episode on that at some point. And league sta- you know, statuses and points will obviously change. So just keep that in mind. We're reporting this as of right now. So, first game. Dortmund versus PSG. Rui, initial thoughts about this draw. What's it? Who's it looking good for right now? Definitely looking good for PSG. That's what I was thinking. Dortmund are really... They're all over the place. Yeah, even I think even you said they just like they can't they can't defend, man. Yeah, they they can't defend. Their attack is surprisingly well, not surprisingly. They have a lot of talent up there, but overall their defending has been really piss poor. Mats Hummels, I thought it was a great signing for them to add some experience and and quality to that back line because they lost Diallo too. PSG yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> so they it's needed someone up. they still they needed someone and Mats Hummels I thought was and a lot of people thought was the perfect guy for the job and he's been he's been really poor this year hopefully for them they can he can turn it around because they need a good Mats Hummels the German national team needs, needs a Mats good, Hummels even though right. he hasn't been selected for the German national team but this guy has been one of the best center backs of this generation and it's crazy on how much he fell off from last year. Yeah, last year he was regressing, dipping in form a little yeah, bit with the age. Yeah. But 
a Mats Hummels from last year's form is still a very good center back. Right. So, but this year, I don't know. He just he's really falling off a cliff. I don't Nothing know if clicking it's, back there. I don't know if it. I, I don't think it's a system issue. I don't know. I, I there's I'm really at a loss of words with this because looking at him over the years, he was just a brick wall, very good, and now it's he's making a lot of mistakes. Do you think that that uh, PSG forward line is just going to have a field day with that back line? Probably. I, I would say so as of their recent form. Dorman have been really poor in the back. And PSG have been red hot. Mauro Icardi, Neymar, Mbappe, when they're all healthy and having Cavani coming off the bench. That's Di Maria is lighting man. it up, too. They have a great attack. I hate how, how you, good they are. Like they that. are really, really good. And I know all the other years PSG have been really, really good. But I think this year... It's a little bit different. I think they are a, are a lot more complete. They are a lot more sound. They're playing together as a real, real dominant unit, and they're scary. Can we say that they're the real deal? I, d- I think we've been hearing the same story for the last like four years now. Oh, PSG, they're the real deal. They have all this money. They have all these players, yada, yada, yada. But the way they've been playing in Europe this year, the way they've been playing in Ligue 1, They've been playing really well, in the, and if they just continue with this form, they can beat anyone. So, initial initial thoughts. PSG go through? PSG go through. Unless if Dortmund somehow find a couple of players in the, in the transfer window, maybe. Maybe <laughs> they can pull off an upset. But also, is PSG, PSG and the Champions League, yeah. where they cough up leads and absolutely collapse. They did it with Barcelona a few yep. years ago. They did it last year with Manchester uh, United, but I I don't see it happening this year. I think this team is just much more experienced, much more mature. Yeah. Now that they've been in the competition, and they're more uh, complete, a a few more times, right? That's just Champions League DNA has to start somewhere. Yeah, it It has to start start somewhere. somewhere. You're not permanently, you don't permanently have it. Like uh, like not have it. You have to build on it, and I think this could be the year for them to. to start building on and go actually far and deep into this competition. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go four to one on aggregate. Oh, oh my God! Maybe four heavy. two because their uh, Dortmund's attack is really good. I'll be interested to see in that game how that goes. Next game we're going to talk about: Real Madrid versus Man City. That is a very juicy looking tie. I mean, this is a neutral fan's wet dream so to speak like this this looks like it could be full of goals but i guess it all depends on which real madrid decides to show up you know is it the real madrid that we saw earlier this year that was kind of trash or is it the real zidane madrid that can pour in goals from anywhere what we've been seeing lately not right. not so much just pouring in goals but just playing good football playing better yeah right. playing much better they look more convincing um Especially the last match against Barcelona. We'll touch up on that in a little bit. They looked really good in that game, even though it was just a draw. Um, They were a little scrappy against Valencia, but prior to that, Valencia was the game previous to Barcelona, but prior to that, they were playing great football, especially in the Champions League. I think this team has really, really elevated from the beginning of the season. They're looking much more complete, much more... Much, much more like a complete unit. Mm-hmm. They're really getting things done. They're fluid. They're scoring goals. Benzema's getting really busy, still getting busy. Yeah. 
arguably their most consistent player. And I love Federico uh, Valverde, the youngster from Uruguay. He's really played well. I think he's he's helped out that that midfield a lot. Modric yeah. is nowhere really to be seen. He'll come off the bench, and he's been playing great. He, he's he's an engine. He goes up and down the pitch. He contributes on defense. Does very well on the attack, and he's been a real big part for um, for Real Madrid's success lately. And uh, what can we say about Man City? I know for me. They looked really good when we saw them play Arsenal. And that was actually, the, you know what, that was a lot of fun seeing that with uh, the Arsenal Club Rhode Island. That was yeah. a, So shout out to you guys. That was, R.I. Gooners. Yeah, R.I. Gooners. That was a great time. Sorry for the result. <laughs> but it was still awesome to you know hang out with you and have a few beers. But back to Man City, they looked Kevin De Bruyne. Especially, he's so he good. was so he looked so good, and I don't mean to just like I'm not like slobbering over Kevin De Bruyne, but he was that that danger player. Mm-hmm. He was getting in dangerous areas, making really effective passes. I feel like he can rip a shot from anywhere, yeah. and he'll and get it on target. He almost had a hat trick from three goals that were amazing shots. Yeah, there was he he scored his first two all his only two goals that were precise into the top corner great shots keeper had no chance and he almost had a hat trick had it not been for um for Brent Leno's uh save yeah where he barely got to it and that uh, that hit off the post you were like Joe I don't think you realize how hard that save it was an amazing save that was that was world class any big club would kill for a player like Kevin De Bruyne because he's a playmaker everything goes through him he's basically He's basically complete. Outside of winning headers, he's a complete forward and a complete midfielder. And he can score from anywhere. So when you're you're playing in a competition like the Champions League, you need a player like Kevin De Bruyne that maybe you're not on your game, but you have a player that if you give him this space, he will rip it, and there's a good chance of it going into the back of the net. Yeah. He looked really good. His link-up play with Phil Foden, too, was just... Yeah. Really, really good. Really, they, really good. They're on the same. I'm. Don't take what I'm about to say. Like, Take it with a grain of salt. I thought that they were on the same level mentally. Yeah. Not like dude, Phil Foden's not the player Kevin De Bruyne is, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like they were, they, they were just very in tune with each other. So right. they always knew where the other one was going to be, and they're, they're passing all together. That midfield was spot on. Chef's kiss. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Anyway, what are we going to... This one I feel like it's a little bit harder to call. Real yeah. Madrid or Man City? What it, are we thinking? This, this is tough here. I mean, uh, Real Madrid are really starting to establish themselves. They're really getting into that form and trying to convince the rest of the world, the rest of uh, the European clubs, that we're back. And I think we're going to we're coming for the Champions League again. It's bizarre that you're saying that you have to say. And now, that when about you look Real. at Manchester City, where they're really wetting the bed in the EPL, but this is a team, obviously, of immense quality. It's a pep Probably the most valuable starting 11, on, starting 11 and bench in the world. Probably. And they're, they're pretty much out of the race now in the EPL. Oh, you're calling... Are you, they're pretty much out of dead? it. They're about, what, 14 or 15 points behind yeah. Liverpool. I think they're going to put all their marbles into the Champions League. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna want a trophy somehow, right? I think they want to get back at Liverpool... Okay, you won the Champions League last year while we won the league. If you win the league this year, 
we're going to win we'll the Champions League. So, oh, that would be this so is, nice. I think a lot. both of these teams have a lot to prove. Mm. Good point. And there's a lot at stake here. And I really don't know. I really don't <laughs> know who's going to go through here. All right, I'll call, I'll call this one. Um, I think Man City wins okay. slimly 3-2. Three 3-2. To three to two. Three to two on aggregate. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go three to two as well, but in favor of Real Madrid. I think that it's. I think the game at the Etihad will be the deciding one. Okay, that's I, fair. I think it because this is a really I bet tough you, one. I bet you at the Bernabeu, Real Madrid will win one or two nothing, but then at the Etihad, Man City will just be like boom, three goals, sayonara. That's what will happen. Yeah, that's and, and that's that's very possible. I, who knows? Like you said, that's a hard one to call. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Atalanta versus Valencia. Two, I don't want to call Valencia a minnow, but this seems like, you know, how we had the the minnow group of death, like the mini group of death? Yep. This is like the mini round of 16 clash. So, Rui, any initial thoughts on this one? I don't know. I, I, I want to say... Two kind of mid-table teams. My heart says Atalanta. Because I, I want, like I want them you. to go through. I appreciate that. Because I love the story. Yeah, you know, in Serie A and everything, it's going to help the Italian league uh, in terms of coefficient, UEFA coefficient. But um, I think if I were really to put my money on it, I think I would have to go with uh, Valencia. They're just a little bit more experienced. They're starting to play a little bit better now in La Liga. They pulled off a huge win against um, against Ajax to go through, even though I feel that they were a little bit fortunate because Ajax were just not on their... It not was not the their day. Yeah. But they made it happen somehow. You know, they, they drew against Chelsea in a crucial 2-2 to two match. That also helped them, so helped them get through. So in these games, they've been playing pretty well. So and they've been they have a lot of injuries as well. So Gonzalo Gedge hasn't been around for quite a few games now. He's a crucial player. I think if he comes back and the rest of the squad that's that's been dealing with um, that's been dealing with injuries and even some suspensions, I think they they should they should be Atalanta. I think that what scares me for Atalanta the most is that it took them three games to really get their shit together in the Champions League. Like they they lost those games, dude. Yeah. So and now this is this is business now. It's there not are no how you easy start. Games. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, and they finished really strong. They did. They finished really strong. I'm just hoping that they can replicate that those sorts of performances going forward. And they're going to need a lot of stuff going their way. That's they have good players, good coach. We've said this before, mm-hmm. but like you said. Champions League experience counts for something, and Valencia certainly have that over Atalanta. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see. What do we call this one? Three to one, Valencia. I'll go two to one. Uh, I'll say two to one. I'll just I'll, Valencia for, for Valencia for Valencia. Yeah. yeah. I, but I honestly, I really want to say Atalanta. I'm just not right. 100 sure. I feel the same way. So gotta gotta go with that gut feeling with Valencia. <laughs> anyway, next game. Atletico versus Liverpool. This is another interesting tie. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has gone on the record saying, we'll destroy Atletico. Or, and, and I feel like that's what basically every Liverpool fan is saying to themselves too. Mm-hmm. What do we think? 
I, I have to go with Liverpool. Yeah? Yeah. Shocker there. Uh, unless Atletico purchases another attacker in the winter transfer window, I don't see them. They cannot find the back of the net. Atletico is having a lot of trouble finding the back of the net. Best defense once again in La Liga. They've been playing great. I loved uh, the Philippe acquisition from Porto for only 20 million euros. He's been arguably the best center back in La Liga this year. But I don't know if it's enough. I really don't know if it's enough. João Felix needs to be healthy. Diego Costa yeah, has to be, has to be not suspended and, and healthy. So <laughs> it, I don't know. I, 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 I guess Atletico can do it but they need to play a perfect game. The way they played against Juventus last year in the first leg, they need to replicate that twice, but I don't see that happening. I just I, I don't, don't see it. Um I'm going to go 3 to 1. Uh 3 to 1 as well, Liverpool, maybe even 4 to 1. Yeah. Liverpool. Uh that's not out of, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just trying to remember there was one game that we were talking about I think just, you know, mano a mano, not on the podcast about how Atletico was pressing a little bit more. I forget what game in particular it was, but I know that you had mentioned it to me, and I was like, "Huh, maybe they're trying to, maybe they're changing their style a little bit." I don't know. I don't you, remember. You don't this remember. must have been a while ago. I think it was a li- it was a couple of months ago, but um, I, I don't. Even if they did do that, Liverpool's pressing is just so good. Yeah, and exactly, and their attack is just so lethal. And like when I say four goals on Atletico, it it, it really doesn't reflect on how good their deep like like yeah. The, the quality of their defense is just Liverpool's just so dominant and they can score goals on any defense if and especially if they're on their game and Mane, Firmino, Salah, these guys are gunners. They've been doing it for the last couple of seasons yeah. now. So when they're all in that when they're in that rhythm, they can put four goals, three goals, whatever it is in a matter of two games without a problem against I, anyone. I just feel like if they follow the typical Atletico slash Simeone game plan. Right. They're gonna be they're gonna get carved like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, they just if they uh, sit back and defend and just play that game, they're gonna get slaughtered. Yeah. I'm gonna call it I'll call it six one to fucking Liverpool. No. Do, I, do, don't even act. That's a, that is a totally realistic scoreline. And I hate that because I don't like Liverpool. I don't I don't like them either, but I guess I I don't know Joe. That's that's your prerogative, man. That's your choice. I'll be so. real. Okay, I'll be a little bit more realistic. Four four to one. I I agree with you on that on that scoreline. Anyway, we're we're moving on. Chelsea versus Bayern Munich. A- any initial thoughts on this one? Anything? Did Merda? By by Chelsea? Did, uh, okay, yeah that that's real. <laughs> no, honestly, that's totally realistic, especially with the players Bayern has. But why do you think Chelsea will just bend over? I think everything, this whole hype with Chelsea, the way they've been playing, just like last season in the beginning of in the beginning of last season, they were playing really well. It all started catching up to them. This is just even worse because they don't have Eden Hazard. They don't have a true attack, like a convincing attack. Mm-hmm. So now it's all starting to catch up with them. They lost four out of the last five league games. They did pretty well against Lille, but it's Lille. Okay, you know they're. I think I, I. I just don't see. They're not a very scary team anymore. They didn't. They're not playing like they were in the beginning of the season. And even that alone, 
wouldn't stand up against Bayern Munich. So I'm going to go with Bayern Munich despite their ups and downs this year. They always eventually find their way in the league when they start off scrappy. They always find their way in the league. Not so much lately in the Champions League, but I think this year and even just like the current form and quality that they have on their team, it's still better than far better than uh, than Chelsea. No Frank Lampard masterclass. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna revert <laughs> to the uh, the the transfer window. They they had the ban lifted, so maybe if they yeah, buy a couple of yeah. play, I don't know. They haven't been able to buy anyone lately, so they Who they knows? have to have cash. So yeah, right. <laughs> they have to Somewhere. have cash. So Roman well, Abramovich is like, hmm, who can I buy this transfer window? Yeah. We'll so, um, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Bayern, probably three nothing. Okay, that's totally realistic. I I like that logic, and I 100 percent agree. I hate that I'm agreeing with you on so many of these. Really, I think just these are a, just like kind of if you're just aware, yeah, of what's going on. These are. I guess these are like the standard predictions. standard predictions, but anything can happen in football. But and exactly, I I always say That's that, a, and, right? and I haven't said it this it's episode, true. but anything can really happen. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Atletico win one nothing, and then that's it. That's what it is on aggregate. That could that could that who is knows? very possible. That is would it? be garbage, but that would be, that's totally. I, I would be actually very happy if that happened, <laughs> but. Anyway, but Joe, I'm going to go... Can you think... Like, can you, I just... Hold on. Can we picture that for a second? Like, if Atletico beat Liverpool, Liverpool one nothing, Twitter. and they're out? Liverpool Twitter, Joe. We're going to Remember do when it. they came out of that cave that they were in for nine years? <laughs> they're going to go right back in there. Oh, my God. That's the worst way to start 2020, But dude. they won't. They won't. I don't think... I don't see that happening. Yeah. No. But I do... It would be, oh. So you're saying three nothing as well, yeah. For Bayern yeah, I'll Munich, I'll say I'll say three nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as Lewandowski's healthy, oh, he'll be firing. They're gonna goals, walk yeah. through teams like Chelsea. Yeah. So um, against a team like Liverpool, Juventus, Man City, Real Madrid, different. Uh, don't different know. Story. It's different. Yeah. Different animal. Different. Um, speaking of Juventus, the next game, Lyon. Versus Juventus, and this is interesting on so many levels for me. This is sorry, yeah. George. Uh, sorry, George. Um, sorry, Ball. Uh, just like so many different <laughs> things that I'm excited to see. This was the first favorable draw that I've seen in uh, Rui. You have no idea. Years. I'm just gonna be honest with you. F if Memphis years. Depay, if Memphis Depay didn't go down with an ACL injury. I would not write them off. No, I I totally agree, and I'm not even writing them off. And also now. Jeff Renee Adelaide. Yep, they do. Not right. a superstar. He's a young prospect, but that kid is good. Good. So no, they have a series of injuries, right? And they had uh, Dubois. Dubois. Dubois is out, but you know they have Tete and they have Raphael on the flanks, so. Not, not the right. biggest loss, but Memphis Depay by far. That's is, a big blow. That's a huge. Blow. That's like Bayern Munich without Lewandowski. Yeah, that's but this is even game. more crucial because, let's face it, Lyon is not Bayern Munich. They don't no. have all that quality. But I, I, I'm not writing Lyon off either. It's just they were the, no offense, George, they were the weakest team that we could have possibly picked yep. out of all of those teams. I was, in my gut, I thought that we were going to get Real Madrid. And honestly, 
I would take Real Madrid over two legs as opposed to one. But um, this is a, that that's a great draw for us. What can what can I say? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Juve go through three three one. Yeah, I think uh, that that's pretty. I think that's good. Yeah, I think uh, four to one for really? Juventus. Okay. Uh, well, you thought I was gonna say Leon Joe? No, well, maybe <laughs> maybe like maybe five percent of me thought that you. Were no, gonna no, say no. That. I'm gonna go four to one. Juventus Ronaldo's gonna score three throughout the two legs. Okay, we'll get to him later in the podcast. Moving on again. Sorry, George. Yeah, sorry, George. No, you're not, Joe. Not really. But <laughs> uh, next game, we're almost done here. Tottenham versus Leipzig. Anything to say about this one? Tottenham all the way. Tottenham all the way. Tottenham all knock, the way. They're gonna knock the Leipzig Mourinho off. effect. Ooh, right. I keep forgetting that he's their coach. Is you that know, bad? You you, you want to know? Actually, I don't want. I don't mean to get off. In. I don't mean to get off topic. No, totally get off topic. I I like that. All right. <laughs> Mourinho's like mellowed out ever since. I don't know what what kind of vacation he went on the last <laughs> year. I don't know if he spent too much time on Sky Sports and B and TV. Just like, I, all right, I gotta like chill out and you know, so I can get a job. You know, I I don't know I don't know what it is, but he's like he's mellowed out a lot. He's yeah, not I, as like I haven't heard con- of any outbursts. He's so a little arrogant, but he's yeah, not like as flamboyant and. We haven't heard it. Yeah, we haven't gotten any good viral Mourinho, you know, moments. Mourinho moments in a Tottenham There's no quotes here. Yet. There's Nothing no yet. quotes yet. Just just the the ball boy incident. That's about it. You know. Yeah, but that's like a nice. That's a good thing. thing. That's yeah. a good thing. So I guess we're just we're we're on the lookout. And when for it, more when Mourinho he lost to Manchester United, he like went to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and he just like he like dapped him up like super casual and he like said something to him. He looked. He looked normal. Like yeah, what he, do you think he said to him? He's like, "Good game, congratulations." Like, no, but he was like with a nice face and everything. Like, he's but we're waiting. We're out. waiting for a Mourinho but moment. Tottenham, I think, um, I think they're going to go through. They're just a better team. They're really finding their way again under Mourinho. We've seen it with all these results. Yeah, they had a little hiccup loss to Manchester United, and then they lost to Bayern Munich in a useless game where all the star players weren't even played. But outside of all that. I feel like the players have played very well, especially Dele Alli and Serge Aurier. Who somehow I know you're still. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that he's continuing to play very well. So, in Dele Alli is just a very, very important piece to this Tottenham team because they don't have Christian Eriksen really. He's coming off the bench. He doesn't start. He he's not there. Yeah, he's not the Christian Eriksen that we all know. Yeah, he's so, going to be gone soon. So everything is going through Dele Alli, and ever since. Ever since Mourinho took over this team, it's just, yep, with a flip of a switch, he's been playing really, really well, and that's so crucial for that that Tottenham attack. And I don't know if if that young Leipzig defense that is actually very good can yeah, they're really no hold. I don't know team. if they can. I don't know if they can hold on to uh, Tottenham. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say they're a pushover team, but. That w- that's a favorable draw for Tottenham too. So yeah, I'm gonna say Tottenham go. I'm gonna say Tottenham go through two to one. I'm gonna go Not Tottenham gonna five to two. Oh oh whoa. Yep. Um, halftime Mourinho pep talk. Yep. And it'll be like boom boom boom. All right. Okay. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that when uh, the game two. actually so- starts. So I'll bookmark that. I guess I'm just taken aback by that scoreline. Anyway, next game Napoli Barcelona. Eduardo De Laurentiis, who is 
you can guess, Aurelio's son, who was actually at the UEFA draw. You can see it on camera. He said, Siamo Ford. Like, we're out. Like, we're out as soon as they drew Barcelona. What does that say to you, personally, really, like, as a, as a fan? And does it... Is there any hope for Napoli against Barcelona? Yes. That's what I That's what I said. So, I'm like... what. What are you saying? So you for? called me a fan, like as a fan, just to like no, clarify, a, a I'm not fan. a Napoli fan. A football okay. fan. That's what I meant. I, so I will be more specific. I do like Napoli, but I don't mind them, but I'm not a, a I, Napoli you're not fan. A, you're not a Napoli fan. <laughs> no. But do you, like, what But what does that say? Like, it, as a as a football fan, do I don't, you, like it's not, I, it can't be that hopeless, right? No, it's it's not it's not that hopeless. Um, this is, and I even know that you've said this. This is probably the weakest Barcelona side that yeah. we've seen in a while. Yeah, I I think so. Barcelona are just even just them trying to play that possession game where they're trying to do, the tiki taka the, the t- not just the tiki taka it's just maintaining having that sixty percent sixty five percent ball possession, even though it's meaningless possession and at times. They don't. They do nothing. They, they they do nothing with it, and they don't play a good game. Even when they don't play at their best, they're still holding on to possession about sixty percent. They're not even doing that against Real Madrid. It was about fifty-two percent in their favor, which mm-hmm. is very unlike Barcelona and very unlike Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Yeah, that's for sure. So there's something off here, and they're really relying on Messi a lot right. and too much. And yeah. there's only so much that. As great as Messi is, there's only so much that he can do. Mm-hmm. So, are are Barcelona the favorites? Obviously, are they the better team? Yes, but are Napoli out? I don't think so. They still have time to figure out all the crap that's going on. They have Gattuso, who's not the best tac- uh, tactician there is, but he is one of the best motivators mm-hmm. around. If there's anyone that can motivate a player to turn his mental state, it's him. He can do it. He's done it with a few players the last couple of seasons at Milan. Bakayoko is one player. Yeah, that's exhibit A. Mm-hmm. A lot of players that he's capable of turning their mental state. And I think that's what's going on at, Nap- at Napoli. It's the players' minds are just not there. Yeah. And they need something different. And Gattuso could effect. be the yeah. temporary mm-hmm. change, Absolutely. change for Napoli. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not going to rule them out. I am going to pick Barcelona going through. You'd be crazy not to. But as we said before, anything can really happen. Anything and can Napoli happen. can beat them. Yeah, Napoli's no scrub team. They have good players. They are a good team. I guess the question mark hangs over Gattuso. Cause he, I, has he ever coached a Champions League game? I don't know. Nope. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. he has. So this will be an immense test for him as a coach. So you just, in all factors, you have to give that edge to Barcelona. But I guess that when I read that comment that Eduardo de Laurentiis made, I guess I was just like, come on, dude. Like, have some faith. Like, even, like, you did draw Barcelona, like one of the best teams on the planet, but you still got to, you know, support your team, you know? Yeah. So maybe he's just being realistic. I don't know. It it just kind of struck me wrong. <laughs> but that is that is it for the Champions League knockout stage. Is there any one game that you're really looking forward to? 
out of all of those. It's definitely Real Madrid and Manchester City. You can already name mine. That's a good pick, though. That's going to be a well, really looking good pick. At, yeah, well, my team's not in the Champions League, so I have I know. to be the neutral guy. So it, it's definitely, definitely Real Madrid and Manchester City. That's a great one. That is a great matchup. I think Napoli and Barcelona is going to be a great matchup. Atletico and... Um, Liverpool. Liverpool. If you want to see a, goals, yeah. So or I, no goals, but definitely, definitely Real Madrid and Man City. Just because, as I mentioned before, just what both teams are trying to prove right now and what's expected of them. Yeah. So they're trying. Real Madrid is trying to reestablish themselves, and Manchester City is trying to prove themselves. Even though that That's they've good... fallen, they've fallen behind in the league, but they're like, hey, we're still a top club. I know we messed up, but. We're still in the Champions League, and this is what we're going to put all of our marbles yeah. into. That's going to be the premier, you know, the premier game. Seriously, Absolutely. that's a great dynamic. Anyway, let's talk about El Clasico, the classic, as they say in English. Um, that happened what yesterday, really? Yes, we are and, recording um, this on a Thursday. Yeah, recording this on a Thursday. So this is obviously the a recap of the game. Uh, just based on, from what I saw, not the greatest game I've ever seen. You know, not the greatest Classico. Am I right? Am I right Absolutely. to say that? The first scoreless... You watched more of it than I did, but... This is the first scoreless El Clasico since 2002. That's a long-ass time. 50, I believe it's 53 games. 53 games. In between, so, in between that and... The last scoreless draw. That's a that's a shit ton of games. So we've had a good a good, a good run. run, a good run of Ronaldo's great games. And like you said, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are saying that there's a lack of intensity, there's a lack of fire. There's uh, this game. I think it was just a result where people are saying that oh, there's just no fire. There is not a lot of intensity. I thought the game there was. I thought it was a pretty decent game not the best one thought Real Madrid played very well in the first half they came out firing from all cylinders they just couldn't find the back of the net um but one thing that you can say is that Barcelona wasn't their usual selves mm-hmm. and also I guess at time it, there was no goal score but there was no no moment of frustration or or tenacity among the players. Yeah, there's about what, that's what that's what you look for in games like this. Yeah, no, there was no Sergio Ramos WTF moments. You yeah. know, no red card. Well, there were eight yellow cards in the match, so there was stuff going on, but not like it was before. And I don't know what it is. I think maybe because Barcelona is not the same cell, uh, the same team that they used to be, mm-hmm. and Real Madrid are same thing. Obviously, not the same team that they were before, but now they're trying to reestablish themselves. Maybe there's just that lack of fire there. Yeah, but I don't know. It's um, it was a little bit of a strange uh, El Clasico. It was a decent game, but not the best. Obviously. Were there any sort of standout players that you can you can think of? I thought Varane played very well. Yeah, for um, good game for Real Madrid. Him. Yeah, he played really well. Um, Danny Carvajal as well defended very well, and he made his uh, he kept going forward, contributing to the attack when they were attacking well, especially in the first half. You know, um, and Casemiro. Casemiro has played. I haven't a heard very, from that guy in a while. 
he played a very, very good game. He had a couple of shots from outside the box, and Ter Stegen had to really, really be on his on his toes on on the saves that he made. Thought Ter Stegen for Barcelona was arguably their best player. Messi did what he could. He he was busy a little bit at the times where he was given um he was given space and given the ball. He was able to to do some stuff. Obviously, he didn't find the back of the net, nor did he assist anyone. Um, Piquet and Langlet, right on the, the two center back duos, they played fantastic, and that's pretty that's much pretty it. Pretty much it. They, it was a really good defensive battle. I thought Sergio Ramos was really good. Obviously, Varane, as I mentioned yeah. before, really good. That's that's that's, that's all I can really I could really say. It's it was a good defensive matchup. Nothing too exciting. Nothing too drastic in this game. But there was some good instances of. There were some instances of good football quality, but nothing to excite you. Yeah, maybe I was just getting my hopes up. You know that uh, we'd probably see a little bit more. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping to, uh, so too because Real Madrid were playing really well. I was really looking forward to seeing how they would play against a team like Barcelona, but they did well, but wasn't enough. Not enough. What What does this tie, literally this tie, mean for the rest of the league, though? Because obviously they're two heavyweights, you know. It's they're gonna, the two biggest clubs in that league. It's going to be one of these two winning the league this year. Surprise! Surprise! And I don't know. They're, they're pretty it's much. A, it's a tie. So the, it's it, a tie right now. Thirty-six points apiece. Sevilla are five points behind them, and Atletico are about seven points behind them. They're really falling back. There's really no contest from anyone else so it's going to be either these two I really don't know if Real Madrid's defense has been really good this year Barcelona at times they can just pour in goals whenever they want to especially against the smaller teams which when you're in a tight race for a league you need those you need those absolutely you need those wins you need to take them however you can get them Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think I'm going to go with Real Madrid because I think they can I think they can really turn around together and reestablish themselves. Okay. And Barcelona, I don't know. This is the worst side that I've seen in quite quite some time. It's still a really good side. It, it, it's still too early, but I'm going to go with Real Madrid. I think they're going to be able to, to turn things around and finally reclaim La Liga from Barcelona. Um, I think I will agree with you, but I think that that'll come at the cost of the Champions League. I don't know if they can do it on both fronts. That's just my that's my opinion. So something something's got to give. Yeah, that's a good point. That's all. Man City, I think Man City will probably take that then. Like if they really want to win La Liga, it depends on which one they have more fire for. Right. So they're going to need to focus on one. That's just me. So we'll, No, that, that that's a great point. That's we'll that's see. a great point. Barcelona have a little bit uh, they have a little bit of an easier test with Napoli compared to Man City. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we can safely say that they're probably going to get advanced to the next round. But like that being said, it all depends on where you're dumping your concentration. Right. So that will be well said, Joe. Still, still well said. to be seen. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, big game. Another big game that's happening this weekend on Sunday at 11:45 is the Supercoppa Italiana, and people say that this is kind of just a. It's not really a trophy, blah, 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 lots of stuff about it. But it's whether you like it or not, it is still a trophy. It still counts in the trophy cabinet. 
So that's that's my opinion about it. Um, and it's Lazio versus Juve, the cup holders versus the league holders. So, Rui, give me your take on this game, what we can expect from Lazio and Juve. Give me give me some give me some facts here. Uh, well, Lazio have been in a great great form, especially in Serie A. They really bottled the purposely the Europa League. You think so? Yeah, they just it was evident. It's not worth it sometimes the, the Europa <laughs> League. It's really not worth your time. It's not worth the the toll physically on the players, especially when you're not. You're not as deep as, you know, Juventus and Inter, even though Inter's not as deep as Juventus is, but Lazio are not as deep as Inter are. So Lazio are really focusing. Their main objective is obviously to finish top four and, you know, and they will try their best. I know what you want to say. They're They're going to try their absolute best to compete for the Scudetto. But they have been on a tier. They are on an eight-game winning streak in Serie A. They haven't lost since Inter. Back in September, September twenty yeah. something, that sounds one nothing right. loss, which was a very good game, by the way. Yeah, that's a Conte win. They are really good. Chiro Immobile has been on fire this year. Joachim uh, Correa, yeah, he's great. Alberto has been great. Milinkovic Savic quietly has been very good. Mm-hmm. A Cherby has been a brick wall back there for Lazio, arguably the best center back in in Serie A this year. I mean, you could throw in Bonucci and 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 Stefano De Vrij into the conversation, of course. Mm-hmm. But and I, I don't even know who else that's been. Oh, uh, Fili- uh, Luis Felipe, yep. the other center back, has been really good. You know, Lazio Lazio are a really good team. They've been they're a team that have been together now for a few years, and when they were that all. Core. When this team was assembled in the beginning, they were real. I don't want to say they were nobodies, but kind of they kind of. And look what they've become now. A couple of years ago, they barely, barely made it to the champion. Um, they didn't make it to the Champions League. They just missed out on the last game of the season yeah. versus Inter. Yep, that was very close. Last year wasn't their best game. It was an off season for Alberto. Acerbi was still okay. Milinkovic Savic wasn't okay. But now all of these players. And after adding uh, Joachim Correa, all of these players this year are having a really good year. Mm-hmm. So this is why they're playing so well. And if it continues, they have a shot at the Scudetto. But this coming Sunday, Joe. Yeah, this game. I don't know, man. I, I, I really do not know who's going to win this game. Uh, all I can say is I don't think Juventus are going to make the same mistake this time. And we had a lot of injuries. We still have a few injuries. Yeah, we also don't really have much of a midfield, but I don't think we'll underestimate. I don't even think that we underestimated Lazio. I caught myself. I don't think that we underestimated Lazio last time, but I will say this. During the game, you could even see it was kind of, it was pretty even um, when they faced each other in the league. Mm-hmm. As soon as that red card to Quadrado happened, oh yeah, obviously... You have that numerical advantage, and they took advantage of that. And John, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, um, no, before, you're not interrupting. Before we even go on, um, sure. Juventus. No offense to you, Joe. They lost to Lazio just a couple yeah. of weeks ago in the league, three to one. Yep. It was not the best uh, performance for Juventus. Ronaldo was very frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. 
and it was a great game for Lazio. I thought they really held their ground. And as you said, it was a pretty balanced game before the red card, and then that's where Lazio just pounced onto that onto that mistake. And yeah, that's it. It, it was all Lazio after that. This coming game, it's going to be a little bit different because Juventus are really finding themselves now. Ronaldo, what is it, six goals out of the last five games Correct. or five out of the last four games? Six and out of five, yeah. Just He's been really good now, and people were just barking, 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 saying he was done, uh, Serie A ruined him, Juventus ruined him, this and that. And what happened for the Ballon d'Or? is what sparked all this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you even said that, yeah. No, you're like this is you're like dude, it's over. And he was and this, he was asked he, he was asked in port uh, um I believe it was I don't know if it was a I, think, I believe it was a Brazilian journalist that asked him, "Oh, what do you think of the whole um Messi rivalry is it finished now?" And then he responded, "Is it finished? It just started." So and ever since that moment, he's just been on a tier he scored a Michael Jordan like it looked like Vince Carter in the 2000 Olympics dude. dunking over that that guy from Lithuania and one man that was huge. It, 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 it he was jumped over two meters in the air. 34 years old, going to be 35 in two mu- in a month and a half. Unreal stuff. I was speechless when I saw that. And this is where this is where teams have to be really careful when this guy angry Ronaldo. Angry Ronaldo is angry Tom Brady. Yeah. And bad things happen to the other teams, the people that are in front of him. And we've been seeing it now. This is a little small glimpse. And this is why I'm saying this guy is going to score three goals in that that two-like matchup against Lyon. So this coming weekend, Ronaldo's going to score. Oh, Garrett, yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna you. rely it's gonna rely on the rest of the team. It's gonna rely on the defense to keep Chiro Immobile off the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Chiro Immobile. Luis Alberto, do not let this guy get in his rhythm, creating opportunities. And the same with uh, Correa, Joachim Correa. If Juve can grab the game early like they tried to do last time, we should have been three up that game. We had a lot of good looks the first half. So if they can go and grab it early, I think that then they can shut up shop and get that win. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you first, and then I'll give you my take. Sure. Or my prediction, that is. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the scoreline going to be on Sunday? I think we're going to see a reverse of the scoreline from the league game. I think we'll see 3-1 to Juve this 3-1 time. 3-1 Juve. I'm going to go 2-1 Juve. That's still that's good. I like that scoreline too. I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, Jerry, we should get Jerry on to talk about yes. this. Yes. Yes, I think that's After. in in the in the calendar, in the planner for Jerry to come back on and have a recap this time. He gave us a preview of the last game of the um, of the league. Mm-hmm. Now he'll come back on, hopefully, for a review for the recap. Yeah. So, Jerry, we're looking forward to you, man. And that's all that I got, really. Is there anything that you want to add? Anything that you're looking forward to out of all of this? I'm really looking forward to, oh, out of all of this. Out no. of, out of no. everything, um, anything. Any football that you're looking forward to watching this weekend? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to my Milan playing against <laughs> Atalanta. This you're going to wake up that early? I'm going to wake up that early. For those of you who don't know, the game is on at what, 6.30? Eastern time, New York time. Nah, I mean, I I love my team too, but oh my God. that's You don't like it like me. That's a little you early on a Sunday morning. You don't love my club. I mean, you don't love your club like I love my club. And you're going to be hungover and all that I'm good not stuff. Gonna, oh, come on, man. What is? Don't give... 
Don't don't give our, uh, don't give dude, our audience this kind of perception here. That's not. I'm only going by what I see most days, you know. <laughs> oh wow, Joe! I'm, just <laughs> I'm drinking sparkling water right now. <laughs> San Pellegrino, dude, relax. <laughs> easy. You oh, might, you might want to you might want to yeah, take it easy with yeah, that. I know. I'm driving. I'm driving tonight. That's right. But no, that's that'll be great. But I am looking forward to them because I think Milan have played better lately. They drew against Sassuolo uh, mm-hmm. um, 0-0, but overall they played a really good game. They were creating opportunities. We didn't see that kind of creativity earlier on this year, especially with Gianpaolo. So <laughs> that fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes were just like, sick. Gianpaolo. <laughs> and your eye twitched. But um, yeah, so I'm going to be looking forward to that and... All the rest of the calcio yeah, going on. Wherever we can, Juve Lazio. I'm wherever we can watch that, I'm I'm pissed. I I want ESPN to figure this shit out. Yeah, I know. I know. Just put it on plus for Christ's sake. <laughs> Just, like I don't want to see it on ESPN Deportes. No offense, and I don't want to see it on ESPN News because I don't get that channel. And one last thing. Oh, okay, good. Another no, game that we me. have to look forward to, Joe, is what? Tottenham and Chelsea. Mourinho playing against right. his own. Cl- uh, his his first his English first club. first English club. So yeah, that'll be a good game. This is going to be awesome. I think this time uh, Mourinho Tottenham. will win. Do you win think Tottenham will win? Yeah, I do think so. Mourinho wasn't able to do it against Manchester United, but I think he will do it against Chelsea that are really, really hurting right now. So very big game for both squads. And if a, Tottenham no, win, if Tottenham win, they will be in fourth place. That is a derby, isn't it? Yeah, it's they're North London. They're all from London. I mean, yeah. they're all from the the north part of London. I don't know if Chelsea is. Yeah, no, they're definitely North London. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost a hundred percent positive. I thought Arsenal and Tottenham were the North yeah, London. Yeah, they're the, yeah, they're kind of there. I could be wrong, but I, my my gut says that I'm not. Okay, but watch if if I'm ever wrong, guys, just please tweet me and be like, hey. You're a fucking idiot, Joe. And I'll be like, all right, all right. Uh, I'll remember that next time. Anyway. <laughs> Your inbox is going to be full, by the way. I know. They'll be like, Joe, you moron. Oh, I'm going to get, like, I'm going to wake up to, like, 50 inboxes. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you wouldn't mind, if you enjoyed this show, would you mind sharing it with your friends? And whoever else would like to listen to Rui and I blab on about football because we really love doing this and we really love the participation from you guys. If there's anything that we could do better or if you just want to tell us what we're doing right, hit us up on Twitter at RCR underscore podcast and we'll get right back to you. It's really that easy. Anything you want to add, Rui? No, man, that's it. Forza Milan and I hope Tottenham wins. (laughs) We out. (laughs) 